who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your Far From Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. So today on Miles from Main Street, we have another park versus park. Miles from Main Street edition. This week we have Magic Kingdom versus Epcot. This one, uh, this one's pretty good for for uh, the fiftieth season right now because these were the the two parks that first opened uh, at Disney World. So that's pretty cool, uh, and they're both pretty near and dear to my heart. I'm sure the same it can be said about for Brian. So. We'll see how this goes. I know uh, I definitely have some opinions on some stuff, and I'm sure Brian has some opinions on stuff. So uh, we'll get going. We're, we're going to be following the same guidelines that we had for the last podcast that we had like this, which was we're going to be talking about rides, layout, dining, theming, and entertainment. So those are the categories that we'll be judging these parks on. Um, and basically what we're going to do is we're just going to select which park we, we chose and at, at the end tile, uh, tally everything up. So, Yeah, and if you guys want to go back and listen, we did uh, Animal Kingdom versus Hollywood Studios on episode 44. Uh, so you can go back and listen to that one if you want and get caught up on these park battles. Um, this, this is going to be fun. Like we said in that podcast we're going to be doing all of them every park versus every park however it shakes out and we'll come up with some sort of grand champion at the end i guess um how it can't be magic kingdom i don't know oh shoot i shouldn't be throwing (laughs) my bias out there anyway we'll see how this goes tonight (laughs) definitely definitely i uh i'm kind of right there with you but we'll see we'll see how it shakes out we'll see how it shakes out so starting with rides um i definitely have some thoughts on this um and I'll, I'll i'll just start with my pick and then we'll talk about it so for rides between magic kingdom and epcot i would pick magic kingdom now um in a way epcot i don't know it's I have a love-hate relationship when it comes to rides at Epcot because most of the time when I'm going to Epcot, it's not for the rides. Like there's so many other things to do at that park. The rides are almost like secondary. Um, like some, like the first thing I think about when I go to Epcot is the countries. Like I love walking around the countries in the back. Like that's like, like as soon as I get back there, that's when my day hits 11. So um, that's kind of like, it's not my main focus when I go to Epcot, but it's definitely one of them. However, the whole front part um, of Epcot, which is kind of like the future world area type thing, 
that has ha a lot of really great rides. Um, Soaring, Soren, Soaring, Soren being one of them. Um, I know that's my my mother's favorite ride. She loves Soren. Um, Test track, I can do without now, but but old school Test track was like where it's at. Um, and then even even some classic dark rides uh, like Finding Nemo. I love that one too. Um, so it definitely does have some pretty great rides. Um, and and Frozen that used to be Maelstrom. Um, also a great ride. But when it comes to Magic Kingdom, you just can't beat these classic attractions like Haunted Mansion, Parts of the Caribbean. Like these are iconic rides that like you just can't you can't skip over. They also have um some newer rides there uh and some rides that are supposed to be coming that are gonna be pretty awesome. Uh same can be said about Epcot. But it, there's just something about these classic attractions um, that I just love. And I know it's the same with a lot of other people where like just, just these classic attractions they grew up with, they have that nostalgia for these attractions and uh, there's just that great feeling with them. So that's, that's the main reason why I picked Magic Kingdom for rides. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I'm over here agreeing with everything you're saying. I mean, if you want to go sheer numbers, Magic Kingdom has more rides. I mean, they've just got more to do. Uh, and like you said, you've got these classic rides. You've got Carousel of Progress, which ties directly to Walt himself, right? Like, he, that's one of them that he actually worked on. Um, you know, they've got some good stuff coming in, and they've got um, so many just classic, like you said, rides that everybody just loves and you know even when one has to leave like if you look at mr toad when it left there were people sitting in to protest that they were getting rid of it like it's just it's there's so much nostalgia so much history there beyond the 50 years that it's been there that it's hard to say magic kingdom is not the best so I agree completely. We have to go with Magic Kingdom there. Definitely. And I, I had no doubt that you were going to pick Magic Kingdom for this. <laughs> um, because I know you, you kind of have that same, that same mentality as I do. Yeah, being the history guy, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go historical. I'm going to go nostalgic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go where, you know, everyone kind of goes towards, like, when I think Disney World, the first thing that pops into my head is Magic Kingdom. And then I'm thinking about those iconic rides, you know, and you don't think about the other parks when you think about those rides. So, got to go with Magic Kingdom. So, next up, we're going to talk about layout. Um, and I have some strong opinions on this. Uh, however, I do feel like both parks bring something to the table when it comes to layout. Uh, however, for my pick, I'm going to pick Magic Kingdom, um, and we're just going to talk hub and spoke. Like this was just completely innovative when it first came out, um, and what that means is uh, 
uh, you've got the castle in the middle. The whole park kind of radiates out from the middle, uh, which is the castle. So you've got all the different lands radiating out from this hub area. And I mean, it's just, there's really not much to say about it other than like it works. Uh, this was something that Walt Disney came up with. Um, Disneyland is the same way too. It's that same hub and spoke type layout. And it just works like it it it's pretty much perfect for like moving around uh i do find myself as a disney fan and somebody who doesn't do the parks as traditionally as other people do where you're you just kind of like follow the loop and just kind of go around uh i tend to hop around uh and having that hub middle area to walk through constantly that you don't have to kind of like weave your way around stuff works perfectly so that's uh that's my uh my pick however the way epcot is laid out is actually kind of a cool way how you have the future in the front and you have the countries and the history in the back um i i really enjoy that uh and kind of the way that the countries are all put together how you you go around this lagoon and the, the lagoon is beautiful minus a stargate and you go through the lagoon and you go through all the different countries i think that's so cool that you just kind of take this loop and you and you walk through everything but that's the thing is that um you've got future world in the front which is kind of a it's kind of a hub and spoke type area where you've got your, the middle area and then you've got all the lands around it but then that doesn't really lead back to the 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 countries like the countries don't really get integrated into that very much and you can tell that this was um here's the history nugget for you uh this was supposed to be two different parks and then they just pushed both pushed them both together which makes sense however i do i do enjoy epcot's layout as well um with the countries in the back and future world in the front um so that is another thing but it's just when it comes down to it the way that magic kingdom is put together is is pretty much perfect and they they mimicked disneyland in that way which i find um really great as well so yeah i'm completely agreeing with you as well and it's almost like we're related or something <laughs> um <laughs> The hub and spoke, uh, as you said, it, it did come from Walt. And in the first iteration of it, it, there was one way in and out of each land. So you went and the center of that hub is the is the partner statue. And you would walk into Tomorrowland and you had to come back to the, to the hub and then you had to pick another spoke. And that became a problem for people. And so they, you know, like if I'm in fantasy land, I want to jump over to Tomorrowland. I shouldn't have to make it all the way back to the center and come and go that way. So they did finally start opening up those sides so that you did create that loop, which I think helps the flow of traffic there a lot. Um, you know, as you said, it, you can cut, cut across the park if you need to. Um, you can make the loop if you want. However, it did really help the flow of, of traffic. Um, as far as Epcot, I have trouble with the countries and going through World Showcase. It is a mile to walk around. And yes, they have the friendship boats, but 
I don't really have the, I don't really want to jump on a mode of transportation at that point. I want to be able to get where I'm going and not have to wait for a boat. Um, and, you know, really, I'm not looking to cut off anything there either, but it'd be nice to have a little bit more options if I could. Because once you get back to America, it's right or left. You're kind of stuck, right? You have to go one way or the other. Um, I do like that they have the entrance in the back. I and mean, the, the front of the park is just a mess right now because of all the construction. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how it looks when it's done. Um, I'm super excited for that when it is done. I can't wait to see how it's going to look. But um, yeah, going historically and everything like I did with the rides, we got to go with Hub and Spoke as, as the layout, best layout. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I, I completely agree, uh, and I feel like that's the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's another one. Um, speaking of the right decision, here's another one that um, came came pretty quickly to me. Like this was a pretty quick decision for me, and that's dining. And I picked Epcot, and I feel like, I mean, that should be a pretty quick decision for pretty much everybody (laughs) Um, not to take away anything about the dining at magic kingdom. There's some really great places to go and find some amazing meals, but the dining at Epcot, it's just built in. Like that's pretty much why people go sometimes it's to experience the dining. Um, And it's just like, top notch like there's so many different places that you can go so many different things that you can experience and i mean it's just it's it's kind of hard to put into words what the like what that's like just like having all of these all-star restaurants just like all all in a row like almost every country has one um and it's crazy it's it's crazy to think about, um, and so it's kind of hard to go to uh, other other parks and judge the dining based on Epcot because there's just Epcot is the dining park pretty much. Um, you you go to Epcot to experience these countries and experience the future, but also to experience the dining. Like you you can't go to Epcot and not have a table service meal somewhere. Um, I mean, at least that's my opinion. You could string a whole bunch of different meals together uh, and probably still have a pretty amazing meal, which still says a lot about what the dining is like at Epcot. So um, that is my choice. Uh, again, nothing, nothing too much against the dining at Magic Kingdom. There are some really great places to go, but it's just... For me, it's hands down Epcot, and that's going to be the case anytime Epcot goes up to get up against anything. I'm telling you right now. So uh, that's where I'm at with that. So I'm going to get a little nerdy on you right now. Um, there's a really great documentary on Disney Plus about Wolfgang Puck, and when he came to California and started doing what he did, uh, he kind of revolutionized the food industry. So if we extrapolate that to the Magic Kingdom in 1971, 
Wolfgang Puck was still in Austria, right? He hadn't done anything yet. So this is where history, I think, kind of hurts you a little bit. Um, it was, you know, your typical amusement park type fair, hot dogs, corn dogs, funnel cakes, ice cream, you know, the, the Dole Whip. Um, it was snacks. It was quick food. It was, you know, hamburgers and, and whatever. Um, and I think that was left to a detriment for, for a while. And in the last decade, they've been upping that somewhat. You've got Cinderella's Royal Table. You've got Be Our Guest. Um, Skipper Canteen is someplace that I have not been yet. Um, but I, Mikhailo, I believe you enjoy going there or have been there, right? Oh yeah. I, I love going there. It's, it's such a cool, and, and it, it, almost for ambiance alone, just, I love the jungle cruise. I, I, I love, um, the society of explorers. Um, and so it's, it's just a very cool place to go. And, and the food is pretty decent too. So. Yeah. And unfortunately it's gotten mixed reviews and, you know, like I, I want to go there. It's on the top one of it's on my list to get there. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you have that, but then, so you've named those three places. I know a lot of people like to go to Liberty tree tavern for a Thanksgiving meal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really think about that place either. When you're thinking magic kingdom, you start thinking of cosmic rays of Casey's corner. Um, where can I pick up my turkey leg? Where can I get mm-hmm. you know, those spring rolls? I mean, it's all snack-based type foods. So when you're talking about dining options, Epcot just has way too much. Like, you've got f- the top French cuisine. You've got wonderful Italian food. You've got, you know, really a really great Mexican restaurant that's looking over the water. You go to England. I mean, nobody talks about English food, really, but the fish and chips are always a popular hit there, and people want to go eat at Rose and Crown, right? Um, you go to uh, Canada has an amazing steakhouse. Now, let's go to the front of the park. Nobody really likes going to, um, now the name is escaping me, the place in the aquarium. Um Coral Reef. Coral Reef, yes. I ate there. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But I know a lot of people don't. Um, and seafood can be a finicky thing for people. So um, I I would tell people to go there. But um, you've got that and Space 220, which just opened and everyone seems to love. Um, so, you know, you've got – I think the countries have kind of lended to that because – you know, what's the great saying? Um, we learn each other's culture through their food. Something mm-hmm. along those lines, I'm getting it wrong. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but that that's kind of the basis for all that dining, right? Like, if we're going to be dining in a country, we want to experience that country. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the fact that they're able to have this park and have so many dining options and have them be all be so successful i mean there's what three restaurants in japan alone and they're all flourishing i mean it's it's amazing to 
Kumitai is closed right now, but that'll be coming along eventually. Um, yeah, I, it's hard to pick against Epcot in this, you know, in this section for dining. Um, you know, you, you look at the snacks, even the snacks, because usually there's a festival going on. So you've got plethora of snacks available. You've, you can even get a Dole Whip. You can get your Mickey pretzel. <laughs> you, can get, you know, usually they have specialty flavored popcorn, even that they just don't do the popcorn. They've got three different flavors of it, <laughs> plus the maple popcorn in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it's, I just think that Epcot, when it was built, said, What's Magic Kingdom doing and how can we do it to the nth degree better? And so there's no, no way around it here. We need to pick Epcot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's and I think this is the one um, that really screams Epcot. Um, all of the other categories that we have could kind of lean either way. This is the one that just heavily leans at towards Epcot. Yeah, definitely. So uh, next we have theming, uh, and this is this is themed areas or kind of the overall theme of the park. Um, that's kind of what we're looking at uh, for for this section. And this one's kind of tough because I do love Epcot. Um, I love that the idea of f- like futuristic things. And also having kind of like your old world countries in the back. Um, I love that that idea. Also, I just kind of had something. Epcot was one of the last parks to really kind of be refreshed for some reason. Um, and I, I, when I say refreshed, I mean just like globally, like the whole thing. Um, so it still kind of had that like 70s, 80s vibe. Really 80s. Like 80s vibe going into 90s uh and for some reason i i dug it like i thought it was pretty cool uh the music that they had spaceship earth kind of really had that vibe so i i really enjoyed all that stuff kind of that like what the future was supposed to be in the 80s uh i always thought that was very cool and just kind of how they they brought everything together with the futurism in the front and the the old world in the back. Uh, I always thought that was very cool. However, I don't think, and and I mean we all, I mean we don't all know if if you're a, if you're a big Disney fan, you know that Epcot kind of had a little bit of a identity crisis for a couple years there, for several years there, where it like just didn't know what it should be if it should be like this future park if it should just like stay the same and just be what it has been for a long time and i think they finally made that decision that yeah we're gonna we're gonna up the ante and make this a future park with everything that they're coming out with hopefully they take it along the lines of what tomorrow lands have been doing and it's kind of like a a future that never was Kind of like I know uh, a couple places have like a steampunk future stuff like that, um, and so that's that would be a great idea because we all know that Walt was a futurist and he always wanted things to be pushing forward, and he had a super hard time doing that in Tomorrowland when he was alive. 
Um, and it's, I still think it's, I mean, just with the way that technology moves, you, you wouldn't be able to actually make a future park. So hopefully that's kind of what, what they're going to be aiming it at. But it did kind of have that weird identity crisis where like it didn't really know what it wanted to be. So um, I do feel like for a long time, the countries in the back were kind of like helping that. Like, I feel like I would, I would go to all of these great rides that were in the front. And then really the rest of my time is spent walking around the countries of the world. So that does kind of take away from the overall theme I'm doing air quotes here, overall theme of what Epcot is supposed to be, because it is kind of like two different ideas put into one. So that doesn't really help. However, when it comes to Magic Kingdom, I feel like I said this once before too, is that Magic Kingdom is just Magic Kingdom. There's no real overarching theme to it other than like being whimsical and being fun because it has like all of these different lands. Really, really the theme would be um, those old school Walt Disney um, TV shows because that's kind of how he used TV was to talk about his park and to advertise the things that they're doing with Disney in that park. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. And just the individual areas of Magic Kingdom are just themed so much better than the individual areas in Epcot. Um, now, you could say that the theming of the countries could trump that. And I would say, yeah, you're right. However, just what the hot mess that uh, Future World was for a long time just kind of detracts from the overall theme of Epcot. Uh, I feel like there hasn't really been an area like that for Magic Kingdom. Um, I mean, other than old school Tomorrowland from back in the day, but they pretty quickly figured out, not pretty quickly really, but they, they figured out what to do with that and they figured out how to theme it so that it makes sense and everybody likes it now and they're probably going to change it again anyways. But that's the thing is that all of these other individual areas are just themed so well in, in Magic Kingdom. So that's that's what I think. I definitely think that Magic Kingdom takes the theming um, because of all of these individual areas and how well that they're themed. So I didn't go with a global type of outlook at this like you did. I kind of looked at it more granular. Um, you know, I was I'm thinking of um Soren and the queue like it's an awful queue but you're <laughs> meant to be in a, like an airport right mm -hmm. like it's themed to be like an airport you look at the queue line for frozen and you're going through their house you're going through the um the little village at night you know before you get on the ride um the <laughs> i love the um sauna room with the little <laughs> screen um you know and just walking around each country like you feel like you've entered that country and you've left wherever you were or you know you've left florida um future world drives me crazy because <laughs> you know it, it's it's a mess it's just a mess if i could go on a quick tangent you had mentioned steampunk and I have 
thought that that would be a great theme to use either in Tomorrowland or in part of Epcot. Um, there is a great comic book out there about Figment where there is a steampunk element to it where he and the Dreamfinder go on an adventure. Um, it's, it's a Marvel comic. So if you can go out and find that, I think you can find it for 10 bucks. Um, it's a great book. And I really hope that they use some of that when they start looking at what they're going to do with Journey into Imagination. Okay, off that tangent. I just had to get that out there because I think a steampunk themed land would be awesome. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I guess my dog definitely agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would, uh, I would have trouble with the theming up in Future World, except when you go into each queue they try to take you into that story. You know, um, you get into test track, you're building that, um, you're building that car, you're working towards what's going on. Like there's a whole theme going on within that queue. Uh, and everything within Epcot seems built that way quite well. Um, when you get into magic kingdom um i don't walk into frontierland and go oh i'm in frontierland i can tell because of a b and c or walk it especially into adventureland like <sighs> you have pirates of Car the caribbean which is kind of adventurous but then it's just kind of na 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 until you get to splash mountain at least for me um because you've got you know, you've got the Aladdin stuff thrown in the middle there, which kind of, <laughs> he's, now he disagrees with me. I know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you've got Peter Pan, you've got, uh, and, and maybe it's that I haven't done. I, so when I first started looking at this, I'm starting to contradict myself. Um, you know, you've got some good, cues there in magic kingdom too when i first started talking thinking about this i immediately thought <laughs> of the countries and i thought about the theming in all the countries and how well it's done um and i i thought about like it's a small world there's no theme to that um cue there's nothing there to send you into the ride right you're just kind of walking in um dumbo's kind of the same way you walk into a tent and the kids get to go play until it's your turn to ride the, you know, fly and Dumbo. Um, but then you look at like storybook circus, other than the tents, I don't really, it doesn't really seem like a circus to me. Uh, fantasy land, you know, like it makes sense because you've got fantastical things. You've got the castle. Um, but nothing like smacks you in the face like a Star Wars. Um, and that's kind of where I was going. Like you walk into uh, the Italy pavilion and you feel like you're in Italy. You walk into the Soren queue and while it's dull and boring, you still feel like you're in an airport. Um, and I know I keep going back to those. 
uh, spaceship Earth. And I guess that's not a very good cue, is it? You're pretty much outside <laughs> for the whole thing. Um, that mural so, really gets me, though. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I was dead set on saying Epcot before we hit record tonight, and I think I've talked myself out of it. <laughs> really? I don't wow. Know I don't know which way to go right now. I, I, I'm, I've confused myself. So how's that? Yeah, I, and I think you bring up a lot of really good points. And I think it's hard to ignore the countries because they are just so well done. Um, I mean, that's that's theming. That's like you're, you've got the theme of Italy, and it literally looks like Italy. I remember taking my sister there and we, and we walked in and and she was blown away by what it looked like because she's been to italy like she had been to like the exact area that they themed it uh from so um i don't know maybe maybe it's my nostalgia maybe it's the fact that i listened to lewis tapes all the time about all the little little details in Magic Kingdom, maybe if he made an Epcot one, still waiting for that. I I feel like he said that before that he was going to do other other parks, but he never has. But maybe it's just knowing knowing what I know about Magic Kingdom, which makes me feel like it's themed so well uh, because of all those little details. Yeah, I was going to say um, Epcot, but now. Let's just go with Magic Kingdom because uh, Enchanted Tales with Belle is there. <laughs> I just think that the queue there, like, it's a really great idea for um, a meet and greet, and the queue blew me away. So uh, I'm going to just go with Magic Kingdom since I've pretty much talked myself into circles <laughs> and I need to find a way out. Sounds good. I, I I would have to agree with you. <laughs> so our last category is entertainment, and this is a, this is probably the one that could lean either way, because I feel like there's some pretty decent entertainment uh, at each park. But I have a buddy, Jason. If you're listening, you're welcome. Uh, I would have to pick Epcot. Uh, because of all of the different types of entertainment they have, um, all of the amazing entertainment that they have around the countries, um, all of the amazing entertainment that they have uh, just in the park in general, even even in a future world area, they have um, some pretty amazing entertainment. Um, and I don't know, it's just just the assortment and the volume that they have of entertainment. Um, all the way down to, I mean, candlelight processional. That's a form of entertainment. That's not something that is constantly happening at the park. That's not a fixture at the park. Uh, you can even talk about all the different festivals that happen at Epcot as entertainment. Um, f- food entertainment and um, gardening entertainment, I guess. But... <laughs> It's entertainment. It's something that they're they're providing that's entertaining you. That's not something that's a fixed area in the park. Um, I do feel like Magic Kingdom has some pretty great uh, entertainment. Um, the I mean, people like the Dapper Dance. 
they're pretty great. Um, the like opening castle show, that's always really awesome. Um, all of the different um, cavalcades that they got going on right now, parades, um, even even when it comes down to like the, the um, Christmas parties and the Halloween parties, um, those are definitely entertainment. Um, I do kind of take away from those though because they don't happen as often as the entertainment that is happening at Epcot. I feel like when you're walking around Epcot, there's just always something little happening. And I feel like that's, they, they do that on purpose. Cause that's kind of how it feels like when you're walking around someplace you don't know, and then you just happen upon some street entertainment or um, some place that you can go and see a concert or something like that. That's, that's kind of how it feels when you're walking around and you just happen upon um, some really great entertainment. Um, so that's, that's why I like it. Um, you, you can, you can argue that these Christmas parties and these Halloween parties are just so entertaining, but you also have to pay for them. You, you don't have to pay for this, this entertainment that's happening all the time at, at Epcot. You don't have to pay anything extra other than the amount of money that you spend when it's, um, uh, food and the the dining festival that they have going on, <laughs> but food and wine, <laughs> food and wine. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> so, but, sorry, I'm cutting you off. Oh no, it's it, it's okay. Um, yeah, I just I just think that Epcot definitely has more in place than Magic Kingdom does, but I do feel like Magic Kingdom brings the heat whenever they do want to entertain you. Um, so that's, it's, it's kind of back and forth on that, which is, which is why it's so difficult, but I would have to have to pick Epcot. Yeah. And when I got to this category, I started listing everything I could think of in each park that was entertainment. Um, and of course, magic kingdom has the historic, Epcot has the numbers, has 360-degree movies. It has, as you said, the different uh, entertainment acts and all the different um, lands, the countries. It has movies. I think I may have said that. Um, but the movies I'm talking about is like the Pixar 3D, the, um, the awesome planet that's in the land, that movie. Um, but then you've got these, you know, you've got the jammers, you've got voices of Liberty, you've got the Tycho drummers. Um, I'm not going to keep listing everything off, but as you said, like Epcot has everything. And I wanted to throw the fireworks shows out. I didn't want to consider them because I haven't actually seen them yet. Other than watching the videos. But when you look at um harmonious and i look at enchantment enchantment's a great show i just don't care at the end i don't have a feeling towards it at the end and i hope that changes when i see it in person um harmonious i think harmonious is beautiful i think that the music is incredible the performances that they got out of 
those what is it 100 performers that they hired and they all performed in their own country and like just the the renditions that they came up with for these songs i think really brings that show together um yeah it's an eyesore during the day but at <laughs> night man what a show um again i don't have an emotional pull at the end i don't have any kind of emotional response when it's done but i'm engaged with it during it like i want to mm-hmm. know what what's that next song going to be like can i hear more of what you're playing i want to you know like i think that's really cool so all that said everything you said i agree with you throw in the fireworks it's got to be epcot hands down the they've got the entertainment well, Brian, uh, I think you said it. We must be related <laughs> because <laughs> we we agreed on pretty much everything. <laughs> this. So um, if we go ahead and uh, tally up the votes, uh, Magic Kingdom has six points and Epcot has four points. So Magic Kingdom takes it. Um, and which which I do feel like makes a lot of sense, um, given given that like Magic Kingdom, I th- I think it's your favorite park, and it's it in many ways it's one of my favorite parks. I mean, I, I have so many favorite parks, uh, <laughs> but it, it, I mean it makes a lot of sense, and um, I do feel like it's it's that like main park it's like like the park that the way i always put it is when you think of disney you think of the magic kingdom i know that whenever i'm looking up um facts or information it it always starts at the magic kingdom whenever i'm looking for um anybody that's going live they're always at the magic kingdom uh anytime people are talking about where to get the the uh, best snack. It's always at the Magic Kingdom, so um, it it makes a lot of sense that that we chose the Magic Kingdom. Um, Epcot again has some really great aspects to it, but all in all, I I definitely would put it over Epcot. Yeah, and you know, like I said, after the Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Uh, show you know i believe animal kingdom ended up winning that one if i'm remembering correctly Mm -hmm. um but i said at the end of the day if i'm standing there with a ticket to animal kingdom or hollywood studios where are you going you're going to hollywood studios Mm -hmm. at the end of the day if i'm standing there with a ticket for epcot or magic kingdom mikhailo where are you going magic kingdom yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and when you talk to somebody that's going for their first trip that hasn't done the research and planning yet, and they start talking about, oh, we're going to Disney, they're talking about the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about Disney World Resort. They're talking about the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's why Magic Kingdom is winning tonight over Epcot. I can't wait to put it up against Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom <laughs> and see what happens because I have some strong opinions um, there. So I, I'm looking forward to it. But until we get to that point, we want to hear what everyone else thinks. 
What do you guys think? Come on out to Facebook. Come on out to Instagram. And believe it or not, we're on Twitter. Woo! Twitter. Yes. <laughs> At, well, and I told my daughter that we're finally on Twitter. And she said, that's old. <laughs> She's 15. And Twitter's old. Uh, well, it said, takes well, us a while to do stuff. So yeah, we're, I guess we're so. old. <laughs> we're old. But we're on Twitter at Miles Podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, so come on out. Um, I'm trying to do some posting there. Uh, so let us know, Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Give us, you know, some of your thoughts on each of these uh, categories. And you know, we have the Facebook page. We're on Instagram, like I said, and Twitter. So if you don't like any of those options. Miles from Main Street Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a direct email. And if you email us, I'm reading it on the podcast. We will put it on the show for yes. sure. <laughs> Unless you tell us not to. Yeah. But <laughs> but we will read it, definitely. So, um, yeah, please let us know what you're thinking. And uh, it'll be great to talk to you guys. Well, that's all we have for you guys tonight. We will see you next time on Miles from Main Street. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com. With any thoughts, and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember... Some live close, but most of us don't. So let's talk about it. Mm-hmm.